Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim. Fill that out and that's it. I always like to start with something interesting and this number totally got my attention. $749 million, right? Whoa, that's a lot of money. You know what I'm talking about is that when you go get your food or your groceries, that there's always somebody there, something on the pad that says, hey, would you like to donate $2, $5 or $20 to whatever charity or whatever they're trying to raise money for? Well, last year, the companies in the U.S., as I mentioned, raised $749 million from donations at these various checkout places. I mean, I get it. It's always for a good cause. But for everyone listening, you don't have to donate. If you don't want to, you're not a bad person for not doing so. And I have to tell you this. A new supermarket opened near my house. It's really kind of sweet. It has an automatic mister uh, to keep all the produce fresh. And just before it goes on, you hear like the sound of distant thunder and the smell of rain. Then when you pass the, the milk case, you hear like cows moving. And then you smell like this fresh... Hey, and then in the meat department, there's the aroma of charcoal grilled steaks with onions. And all this is fine and dandy, but I'll tell you, I don't buy my toilet paper there anymore. Just saying. And on that happy note, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this. It's America's largest, biggest, the most trusted show about all things digital. I'm, of course, Kim Commando, your digital goddess, here with you once again. And get ready to supercharge your tech wisdom because, let's face it, every single thing is now a tech thing. And to all the fresh ears tuning in, we're over the moon to welcome you to our show and to our season's friends who've been here before. It's great to have you back into our Tech Talk family. And so you can prepare to dive into my award-winning show on over 420 of the finest radio stations across the United States. And for all you streamers out there, just simply pop Commando into the search bar of your go-to radio app and presto! There I am. And if you're yearning for a commercial-free podcast or webcast, just head over to commando.com, and then you want to find that button that says Commando Community. And a special shout-out goes to all of our listeners on the American Forces Network Radio, serving more than 375,000 American servicemen and women in the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, the Marine Corps, the Coast Guard, and the Space Force, and 175 different countries. And our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 5254 is the way to join us. And as always, just a reminder, you can always drop me your questions on our website. There's a big button that says email Kim at commando.com. Every single day, I check out at least 35 different websites to make sure that you and I are both up to date on what's going on in the digital world. And here are five things that you need to know that's happening right now, starting with, have you ever received a text message from a number that you don't recognize? Hmm... We all have, right? And instead of resorting to the new phone, who is this response, there's a hack that you need to know about. It actually comes from TikTok. Uh, Liz Perez, she put it on her channel and just totally blew up. If you get a text from an unknown number, mobile payment apps like Venmo, Cash App, Zelle, or PayPal, they can help you put a name to that number. You just copy and paste the number into the app, and wow, the mystery sender's name just might pop up. I tested this out on a number that I knew and someone had Venmo, and it just totally ratted them out right there. Now, the hack only works if you have an account with one of those mobile payment apps, and the sender has to use their real name and number in the app for this to work. But there's a flip side to this. Security tip time. 
Be sure that you pop into your payment app and turn off letting those apps have all of your contacts. That's just how this is working. So like, for example, in Venmo, in your settings, under friends and social, I want you to toggle off phone contacts. It's toggled on by default. So you've got to go in there and turn it off. Okay. Like, for example, again, in Venmo settings, friends and social, toggle off phone contacts. Uh, number two, let's go to Atlanta for this story. Since June, uh, Katie Bennett has had more than 40 people knock on her front door and they're showing up with trucks and trailers and they want one thing, folks, the washer and dryer they think that they purchased for steel for about 250 bucks on Facebook Marketplace. Uh, Katie has to let them down each time saying, nope, there's no washer and dryer here. It's a Facebook scam that you have uh, fallen for. So she's opened up a case with Meta. And you think that Facebook would take care of this? Nah, this is big tech. They don't care. She tried to find the guy doing it. So now what she did, it went old school. She put a big old sign right in her front yard that says, no washer and dryer. It's fraud. Report him. And all caps. That's it. We just don't have a washer and dryer. So, you know, word to the wise is that if you're buying a washer and dryer or anything on Facebook Marketplace, be sure that you know that you're actually paying that person, do your homework, your reverse image search, no, all that other good stuff. And uh, don't be giving them your credit card number either. Uh, number three in our list, would you help me find my mommy, please? It's a parent's nightmare. Kelly Mulholland in Napa, California, her young son and her boyfriend's daughter were let off at the wrong school bus stop. They were lost and confused. They went from door to door. They started ringing video doorbells. And let me just give you a clue on what the kids were saying when they were dropped off. They had no idea where they were. Here, take a listen. Would you help me find my mommy? <laughs> oh, that's so sad. I mean, the poor little guy helped me find my mommy. Okay, The mother, after an hour waiting at the usual bus stop with no sign of them, what? An hour she sat there saying, like, where's my kids? I'm not going. I mean, I would have sat there for three minutes and said, where's my kid? Anyway, she traced down the bus driver. The bus driver says, I don't know what you're talking about. Then an older student tipped her off that they saw the two young kids get off the bus at that particular stop. So she's about ready to go over that area. A neighbor rolls up with a clue. A ring doorbell alert had popped up on his phone on his way home from work. Showed it to Kelly. Sure enough, it was her son. Finally, she found the kids. And uh, sometimes what saves the day is just a doorbell cam or what you could do. If you're this type of parent that will sit at a bus stop for an hour waiting for your kid with no sign of them, I'll put an air tag in their backpack. That's right. Okay, let's just do that. Put an Apple air tag, a tile tracker, so this way you always know where the little cherub is. Mm. Moving on to number four, remote worker warning. Just because you're working from home still doesn't mean your boss is not monitoring you. If you have that mouse mover tracking software to make sure that everybody at the home office thinks you're actually doing something, listen up. There are now tools to catch that. A boss took to X saying he had to fire somebody for their mouse trickery. Employees are now using tools like Time Doctor. Nearly 300,000 employees around the world are being watched by this tech, according to Business Insider. J.P. Morgan has their own system. It tracks everything from attendance to how long it takes to write an email. Tesla workers told Bloomberg that they're tracked by how long they're on their computers. They even stopped going to the bathroom to avoid looking like they're taking breaks. Ouch. That's just the tip of the iceberg. So here's your warning. Your boss may know when you're slacking. 
And finally, this coming in at number five, just how easy is it to create AI images? Think back to last November. That's when ChatGPT was released. No one was really talking about AI then. There were generators, image creators, but it wasn't like the huge topic of conversation like it is right now. But AI is now the trend of the year. Here's something that should have photographers shaking in their boots. In just six months, the AI inside the app PixArt has been used to create over a half a billion images. Whoa. Okay. More than 2 million images are made every single day. And the quality keeps getting better and better. Distorted faces, maybe having a hand with eight fingers isn't really happening anymore. I mean, just imagine where all this tech is going to be in six months a year. Really phenomenal. Which, speaking of, where do graphic designers go for a drink? Where do the graphic designers go for a drink? Anyone? Anyone? AI CGI Fridays. Oh, yeah. All right, if you have a kid, I would bet you that they're playing Roblox. Now, if you're not familiar, it's this massively popular game. It's been around forever. And I'm not quite sure why I understand it, but the graphics, it doesn't look like Grand Theft Auto by any means. I mean, it's just like these blocks. I mean, think like Lego bricks and the kids are obsessed with it. Now, it's not all just fun and games. There's a darker side to Roblox that I wanted to make sure that everybody's aware of because scammers are always trying to find a way to scam. And they're actually targeting the kids on Roblox and they're tricking them into downloading malware even revealing sensitive information for these rewards. And joining us from human.org is Zach Edwards, whose research I ran across. And I thought, you know what? We need to have Zach on the show to talk about everything that he found out. So, Zach, you've been keeping tabs on this for a long time, right? That's right. Unfortunately, this has been going on for years now. And so I have been monitoring how various kids and gamers are being targeted and sort of used to scam major corporations, banks, and conduct a bunch of nefarious activities. So it is unfortunately a long-term problem. So give us some examples. So the the way that this um, problem sort of has uh, grown is that this monetization and these scams are being run through what's known as a corporate threat actor. And it's basically a software as a service company called CPA Bill. You sort of may sign up, create a website, uh, host for your business or or personal interests. And pay a monthly um, fee. But yeah, and, and exactly. Pay a monthly fee and um, maybe grab a template from their um, system and, and customize it a little bit and then launch your site. Um, that same concept exists, but for scam websites and specifically scam websites targeting kids and gamers. That's just fascinating to me, Zach, that, you know, just like I can go to Wix or Squarespace or whatever, just fill in the blank. I mean, later.com, Hootsuite, I mean, just... Because it used to be years ago that you'd actually have to like buy a program. Okay, you'd buy this software program and then it was up to you to make sure that it was updated. It had all the latest features. You had to install it and configure it and all that other stuff. But now we don't have to do that anymore because now we can just download an app and pay $10, $50 a month, whatever it is. And so just like we can use it for good means that we have these malicious software as a service. So if if you wanted to get into the Roblox malware distribution business, 
Unfortunately, there is a corporation that is providing services for you. And these templates, they're really slick looking landing pages with animations and graphics from the games. Um, they look and feel really official. Um, and they target Roblox, Minecraft, Fortnite, Call of Duty, pretty much all the most popular games. They're going to have certain scams targeted to them. And so this problem, um, because it's existed for so many years and there hasn't been enough coverage of it, there hasn't been actions to stop it, it's gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. And now it's basically a network that has scams targeting every single major video game. Wow. And so why I'm here and, and why I've started to talk about this is um, obviously I have an interest in trying to protect the internet, um, but it's really challenging when threat actors are targeting kids. And yeah. so we really need to um, sit down and more folks having these conversations where you just sort of say, look, no, there's nothing in this world that's free. And I want you as my child or nephew or, or whatever sort of situation it may be where you're explaining these risks, um, help them understand that sometimes they may see a, a message in the, the game they're in, maybe a spam comment. Maybe they're viewing a, a YouTube video and there's a comment. Maybe they search something and the first results appear to be for the video game that they're trying to get um, some free currency from. And helping these young gamers appreciate that many times these are going to be scams, very subtle scams, um, but sometimes they can really create um, harms for these folks where they may try and push malware into your computer. Uh, right. They may try and get you to share your user data and they're going to sell it. And so, and, and so, you know, that's a good point because, you know, kids, they just don't know. I, I mean, they see it. They're playing this game, Minecraft, Roblox. Talk a little bit about those poison PDFs, please, John. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, the, the poison PDFs and how a lot of kids are finding these scams is due to the threat actors sophistication with what's known as search engine optimization. Mm -hmm. And so the simplest way to think about it is these threat actors are compromising .gov, .org, and .edu websites. In any given day, they have dozens to hundreds of these. And within that infrastructure, they're uploading these PDFs filled with keywords that children search, free Roblox, Minecraft currency, Fortnite bucks, various phrases. And so if you search them, they're going to show up on these .govs, these .orgs, these .edus right on the first page of results. And so if you click and open any one of these files, it will basically be a PDF that appears to be your portal to free content. <laughs> and there'll be a few URLs in there, a little fancy headline. And if they click it, that person's going to be pushed into one of these malicious landing pages that tries to trick them into doing something. So, Zach, if, if somebody's listening right now and they're like, okay, I want to share this with a person in my family, where can they learn more about it? Wired.com covered this story. And so if you search Wired.com CPA build um, and visit the Wired.com article, um, that will be a good resource to share with people. There's some third parties that um, talk about the challenges and provide some more information. Um, and in the coming weeks, we're hopefully going to be providing 
more and more resources as more folks sort of appreciate that there isn't a simple solution to to nipping this problem in the bud. And so um, over the coming weeks and months, hopefully more solutioning um, may becomes available for, for parents and teachers. Hey, Zach, thanks for being here. Important stuff that you shared today. Thank you. So hackers are going to hack. Okay, It doesn't matter if your kids are on Roblox or they're playing uh, Minecraft or whatever the kids are doing. The hackers are going to figure out a way to get in there. So you want to make sure that you have this talk with your kids. I mean, don't be falling for most of the time. It's like a free offer of something that they know that they should be paying for. So just tell your kids if it's a freebie and you want it, show me the ad before you tap or click because I don't want you to lose whatever you've created in these games. All right, we're going to dive into the very busy Reddit community called Am I the A-Hole? This is a place on Reddit where people tell their stories. They bear their deepest, darkest dilemmas. And then they ask the whole crowd, you know, what's going on? Am I wrong? Am I right? Am I the A-Hole? Am I not? Okay, now it's time for you to put on the judge's hat. And once a week, I just handpick a fresh post for your consideration. And then the judgment falls on your shoulders. You have to say, are they or are they not the a-hole? But wait, there's more because we have a special guest contestant just primed and ready, standing by because they want to win the much coveted Kim Commando Show Fanny Pack if they are right. And joining us this week is Jesse in beautiful San Antonio, Texas. Hi there, Jesse. And what do you do in San Antonio? I am an insurance agent. Nice. Sweet. Okay, you're going to be good at this one. This question uh, was left on Reddit for everybody to vote on, and it's about an Airbnb. Have you ever stayed at an Airbnb, Jesse? No, I have not. Oh, well, it's kind of like, you know, going to somebody's house and you rent out their whole house for, you know, Mm -hmm. a couple hundred bucks. But I haven't stayed, yes. Okay, awesome. All right, let's start with the story. My husband and I stayed, this is not me, this is the person who wrote it. My husband and I stayed at an Airbnb while visiting my sister and her family. I made dinner, our last night, for everyone at the Airbnb. It was an outdoor area and we grilled. There were five people total, four adults and a seven-year-old. So my husband gets a random call on his phone and it's the Airbnb host and they said there should be no parties ever. Well, we had some words with the owner calling him a total creeper. Then we called Airbnb, and they didn't really handle it. Then the owner tried to charge us $500 for having a party. This argument goes on and on, and we left him just a one-star review. We complained. We filed fraud charges on my credit card, and we're trying to get the whole amount back. Well, it's been a process. We also filed a police report because of the creepy spying host. Now, I get it. He might want to have security cameras outside, but who actually watches a family eating and grilling? It's still an issue. He hasn't had his account reinstated. He sent us several emails trying to explain his situation that we are putting him out of his income. Now, I might be an a-hole because I told him maybe he could get a job at the CIA since he likes spying so much on people. And now he's threatening to sue us over this. So am I the a-hole or not? Absolutely not. And why not? Because I would say I am not having a party. I'm just having a get-together with with family and friends. Yes, it wasn't a party. And they were outside, you know. And then at the, at the same time, you know, maybe the Airbnb host 
said there shouldn't be any parties. Maybe he said only two people could stay there, but they were just there for the dinner party. And But having security cameras and then monitoring them while somebody is, is there, that's kind of a strange thing because there are other ways that you can see if there is a party uh, at an Airbnb. Like a friend of mine, he's got a really beautiful Airbnb, and he actually has a camera at the front door that maybe counts how many people go in the house. You know, there are other ways that you can do this type of thing. So, Right. And five people is not really a party. If it was 20 or 25 people, you know, I'm possibly, but this is more not nothing more than possibly a family or, you know, just to get together. Right? But at the Don't, same time, she's kind of jibing him saying, you know what, maybe you should go get a job at the CIA, dude. Right. I mean, you know, calling him a creeper, <laughs> kind of escalating things. And so... Uh, so you say that they're not, and the internet says, well, they're not sure, Jesse. That's coming up 50-50, because half the people in the forum say she is, half of the people say she's not. And uh, so, you know, some advice is that, number one, if you do see cameras, you do call Airbnb immediately. You call the police. You file a police report, because, again, this is your privacy. Uh, if you are in a public area, you do have a no expectation of privacy. Uh, and so you always want to keep that in mind. But what you want to do is maybe be a little bit nicer and no, not so confrontational because always remember you can get more with honey, right, <laughs> than right. going in yes. and going after the, the jugular. So I probably would advise this person if I were to see her that uh, next time just maybe be a little bit more polite and say, you know, and just maybe not call people names because we don't need to do that. All right. So, Jesse, you have a question for me. How can I help you out? Yes, Kip. First of all, thank you very much. Longtime listener. I enjoy your show, and I've been wanting to go commando for quite a while. So, Excellent. Love that. My question is, I am an insurance agent, and we have a new requirement from CMS for this year. Now, as part of the enrollment process for, for enrolling a, 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 a customer is that we take information, we submit the information, we get back a report, and uh, based on that report, we continue with the enrollment process. Now, that report, now CMS wants us to get uh, validation from the customer, and in fact, they want a signature from the customer that says that they agree with the report, and then we can continue with the enrollment. Now, that's a new challenge for us. 99% of my of my clients are one enrollments over the phone, and I would say probably 80, 90% of my clients are not tech savvy. They don't have a computer, and so I'm trying to figure out what is the best way that I can get a signature uh, from a client um, during the enrollment process. Well, uh, I've heard of DocuSign, but I yes. don't know if that's the easiest or if there's other better ways. Well, DocuSign is by far has become so popular because anybody who has done any type of legal transactions, I'm sure, has seen DocuSign, especially if you're doing any type of real estate, Jesse. I mean, it's just kind of comes across the, the way it comes across your email and you're like, just click, 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 sign, sign, sign. And then you're off on your way. Um, there are some options. Well, one is called HelloSign. It's owned by Dropbox. I think they are in the process of a name change right now. So it's going to be called Dropbox Sign, but it's be used to call uh, HelloSign. And there's also Adobe Sign. And so which one do you use? Well, so many people are familiar with DocuSign and that I would probably say even though it's a little bit more expensive 
because you said your folks are not computer savvy, they may have already seen DocuSign. Uh, if you are so inclined, what you could do is do a SurveyMonkey. And so have you ever used SurveyMonkey? As an end user, yes, um, but I have not set one up myself. Yeah, so, you, you know, maybe what you do is you set one up and you ask your clients, just, just take a couple of minutes and, you know, and answer these questions for me. Number one, have you ever used DocuSign, HelloSign, or Adobe Sign? Because this way it'll tell you which one that they're most familiar with. And then what you can do is ask them some other questions along the way. Uh, are you looking for other insurance, right? Uh, do you need to contact us to re, uh, for us to review your policies? And uh, and so you could make this part of a whole customer survey where you really get valuable information back. Uh, one of the things I like to do whenever we do a survey monkey, and it's free, by the way, is that I leave a box and says, is there anything else that you'd like to tell us? Because let me tell you something, Jesse. If you put that box out there and you put it in front of your customers, they're going to tell you things. They may say, like, I don't like the way you do this or I really like the way that you do this. Um, one of the things that distinguishes between HelloSign and DocuSign, HelloSign is $20 a month, DocuSign is $15 a month. The reason why I said it's more expensive is that HelloSign gives you unlimited signature requests every month. DocuSign limits you to maybe five or 10 for that $15 a month. So if you're going to be doing a lot of clients, that's where you want to look at HelloSign. Now, there is something really exciting. I know. <laughs> What's exciting about DocuSign? Well, there are some, there's an exciting development. I know I'm using this one and I'm excited for it is that with uh, Google Workspace and that's Google Docs and the whole drive and everything that goes along with it is that Google's now going to be rolling out their own DocuSign HelloSign service that is currently now in beta. And so you can sign up for the beta. You can try it out if you are currently a Google Workspace customer. So that may be another option for you. But I th really think you're probably going to end up at DocuSign, especially if you say that your folks are older and they may not be all that savvy. Hey, thanks for joining us and thanks for your kind words. And thanks for winning the Kim Commando Show fanny pack because, hey, you said she was. The Internet says we're not sure. And we're just going to throw you that fanny pack your way so that this way, as you said, you can go commando. All right. I want you to look around your house. Odds are you've got some old tablets, laptops, phones, routers, printers. Okay, we all accumulate a lot of digital junk. But did you know that there are places that you can trade in your old junk and then you can get discounts on the new stuff? We're going to start with Amazon. Amazon lets you trade in Kindles, Bluetooth speakers, headphones, anything really, and we'll put money in your pocket. Just want to make sure that you keep your stuff in pretty good condition. The more pristine it is, the more money, of course, that you're going to get back. And how do you get this money back? Well, you get an Amazon gift card and then you can save up to 25%. That's a lot on a new qualifying Amazon device. Now, Best Buy has a trade-in program too. They have large appliances as well. There's a portal over at the Best Buy's trading page that will kind of walk you through everything. Uh, Target, I thought this was interesting. They actually have a car seat trade-in that allows you to upgrade to a newer model twice a year. You can bring in an old, expired, or damaged car seat to Target and then recycle it. Uh, you can get 20% off one car seat, a stroller, or maybe even some baby gear. And, of course, there's Walmart. They offer prepaid shipping labels, which means you can trade in. If dropping off an item just isn't possible, you can get a Walmart gift card equal to the value, whatever you're handing in. Uh, they do electronics and speakers and wearables and a whole bunch more. Now, if you're like, whoa, Kim Commando, you always talk so fast. How do I learn more about that? Well, head over to our website. That's commando.com. 
And when you're there, just hit the button that says show pics. Alrighty then, back to the phones we go with Mark in Fresno, California. Well, I'm retired uh, and I'm thinking about moving to Spain. I lived there when I was in the Navy for three years, so I'm comfortable with it. But um, I don't know what the best answer for uh, my cell phone is. Should I buy one, wait until I get over there and buy one there? Or should I use a stateside phone? And maybe just get a, a new SIM card or what? Well, what kind of phone do you have now? Uh, Galaxy S20. Okay. Do you like it? Yeah, I do. Okay. All right. So that's the first question is, number one, do we like the phone that we have? Because sometimes people call Mark and they'll be like, I have an iPhone 4. I'm like, oh, no, you don't. Okay. <laughs> Not anymore. Okay. Yeah. Uh so what you want to do is you want to make sure that that phone's unlocked. And so you can check with your carrier, and it may only work with their network, uh, depending upon how what kind of plan and deal that you got. Uh, if, it's, if it is unlocked, then you can take that phone with you. Uh, and as far as which phone plan is the, the best one, is that it seems to be that Vodafone has done a whole bunch of deals. And so... For example, if you go to Spain, you're going to get, obviously, a phone number, you know, native to Spain, uh, that when you come back to the United States, because you want to visit the kids and everybody else, is that that phone will still work and you're not going to be charged extra for data. It really is a, it's a good deal. Uh, and again, the carrier over there is Vodafone, V-O-D-A-F-O-N-E, Vodafone. Um, as far as cost, I mean, if you're looking at uh, unlimited minutes, and then, of course, you may have to add some data. You know, we're looking at the equivalent of maybe $20, $25 a month. And so it's it's very affordable. And some of these plans also include HBO Max, Amazon Prime Video, and Disney. So when you start looking at it, in, in Spain, they're more inclined to include other things than they may be here in the United States. And so you may find that differently. Uh, have, have, you may see that it operates differently over there. Um, which part of Spain are you going to? Um. Well, I lived in Rota, Spain before, and I may go back to there, but I was also looking at Barcelona. Oh, Barcelona's amazing. I love Barcelona. Love it. <laughs> um, I'd go tomorrow to Barcelona if I could. The food's amazing. The people are amazing. You just have to be careful. They're, 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 everybody warned me when, uh, whenever I go to Barcelona that you have to be really careful of the crime. Um, right. I did not see that to be the case, but then again, you know, I'm not. I was not partying out at the nightclubs, you know, going out after dark because you know, I like to go tour during the day or grab a car and go to the coast, you know, down the coast or whatever it may be. But right. uh, look at Vodafone, and again, I think that would probably be the best bet for you. And that's again, that's V O D A F O N E. And good luck, and don't forget, wherever you are, Mark, you can still get the Kim Commando Show. You can get us as a podcast over inside the Commando Community, commercial free. And just hit commando.com and hit that community button. And uh, bon voyage. Well, that was French. Whatever. All right. Speaking of Spain, here's a joke for you. While he's there, a man decides to get a tattoo on his vacation to Spain. And just as luck, the tattoo gets infected. The local who's been showing around notices the next day and offers to lend a hand. And he says, you know, I know a guy who specializes in this exact thing. I'm sure he's going to help you out. He's a friend of mine. 
And the tourist says, really? I mean, I would never expect you to know someone who specializes specifically in tattoo-related medical issues. Well, the local tour guide turns to him and simply says, of course, nobody expects the Spanish ink physician. Oh, womp, womp. I know, that was bad. It's so easy for your phone number to be added to a marketing list, whether it's because you just purchased something or you made a phone call. But there are ways to hide your phone number when calling a business or maybe when you're calling somebody who you don't really know. The easiest is star six seven. This will hide your cell phone number, yes, and also that landline if you still have one of those. You just punch in star six seven followed by the number that you're calling and that's it. And the call receipt private or blocked. Uh, bummer is, yeah, you got to do that for every call. Now, if you want your number to be hidden all the time, you're going to change a setting on your smartphone. On your iPhone, just tap settings and then phone and then go into show caller ID. You're just going to make sure that you turn that off. Again, on your iPhone, it's under settings. You can just search for show my caller ID and then you're going to toggle that off. On Android, the option is pretty much in the same spot, but it's called hide number. Now, you can also call your carrier and tell them that you'd like to hide your phone number all the time. Or you can always just put a burner app on your phone, which is what I have. I use Google Voice if it's somebody who I don't know or if I want to post something for sale online, or you can use Hushed. And be sure to tell three friends about the Kim Commando Show because, as always, knowledge is power. This program is a copyrighted production of Westar Multimedia Entertainment and protected by the copyright laws. Any rebroadcast or use of this program for commercial, business, economic, or financial purposes without the written permission of Westar Multimedia Entertainment is strictly prohibited. <laughs>